Welcome to The Hold Room with ACC, a quick update on all things relating to airport development as well as the Airport Consultants Council. This episode is part of a new passenger experience series hosted by ACC's Terminal and Facilities Committee. In this series, we are collecting the experiences and perspectives of different types of users of the airport passenger terminal including business travelers, leisure travelers, airport executives, airport, airline, TSA, and concession staff, and airport consultant staff, to name a few. For more information on this series and the hosts, go back and give the first episode a listen to. Stephen Tamarolio with United Airlines is in the hold room today with Delia and Laura. Come listen to what Stephen has to say from an airline perspective about the effects of the pandemic and the new passenger experience. Hello, Stephen. Welcome to The Hold Room. We're so glad you can join us today. Thanks so much, Laura. I appreciate being here. To start off with, would you like to tell us and the listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do on a day-to-day basis? So I was always kind of an aviation nerd, grew up about 10 minutes from Detroit Metro Airport. After 9-11, I took a different path for a couple of years, but post-business school, I interned for United Airlines in one of our e-commerce and marketing teams, and have been there for eight years. I've had different operational roles, supporting the customer side, the baggage side, and now leading our change management group. So everything from process to policy to procedure, my team is responsible for implementing and executing across our airports, contact centers, in-flight, and catering division. Fantastic. Thank you. Now, how has the pandemic affected you, either professionally, personally, travel experience? No surprise, obviously, the last 16 months have been the most challenging in the industry. Unfortunately, COVID definitely trumps 9-11, the oil crisis, financial crisis, SARS and Ebola by far. I think, you know, most of us airlines, we thought we were able to weather any storm after 9-11 and as such built up balance sheets and cash balances to support that. But COVID was unlike any other. I think the duration of the crisis has been the most uncertain, both from the airline side, from our partner side, as well as from the airport side. But thankfully, we're finally starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel now but it definitely changed the dynamics of the entire operation in terms of how we travel, what priorities are from customers, and the cleanliness aspect as well. Yeah, what changes did you guys make during the pandemic? So almost immediately, cleanliness was something that came to the forefront. The industry has been known to be one of the safest industries across the board. And so from that end, really the cleanliness aspect kind of took on a secondary approach to the safety aspect. Instantly, we moved over to touchless kiosks, so customers that are walking through our lobbies can come in using their mobile device and scan their boarding card on the phone to print out a baggage tag. We really reimagined the entire journey from start to finish through the airport. When you think about coming through with that first interaction at the curbside with your bags, through the lobby, thinking about what TSA touch points look like as well, all the way through the gates. In some of our hold rooms, there is more limited space, and so looking at What are creative ways in terms of messaging with customers? When boarding is going to begin? We were already down a road where technology was going to advance this industry over the course of the next decade or so. But COVID has proliferated that, and we've probably gotten 10 years worth of technology just within the last 16 months as a result of COVID. A lot of those came from the messaging aspects, messaging folks to either stay up in our United Club lounges, 
to perhaps get to the airport a little bit less time when there wasn't quite as much volume and things of that nature as well. And then really starting to just reimagine what does our gate of the future look like? What does our lobby of the future look like? We were already down that road pre-COVID, but this has really kind of given us a clean slate to sort of think about what that looks like in terms of innovation, in terms of partnering from the baggage side, in terms of the customer interaction side as well, and then from a product side too. That's really exciting. Yeah, what is the gate of the future? Right. (laughs) So we're testing. So if anyone's flown through O'Hare in Chicago or Denver, we opened up a new low B gate section with the Denver airport team there. And so the new gate of the future has a lot more automation and technology. We just started a new program during COVID called Agent on Demand. You know, when things go south with irregular operations, when there's weather events in the system, we want to be able to resource and staff up to help our customers. Everything we do is all about the customer. And so in a station like Denver, they can dial in from one of our iPad screens throughout the terminal and the gates or on their mobile device and actually talk to an agent across the board. So we have agents that are set up at all of our hubs. And we're spooling them up at our line stations as well. Folks can have the opportunity to get rebooked, to look at other flight options, to look at what hotel options might be if they have to overnight, and just reimagine the whole experience. This really still allows a one-on-one personal interaction with the customer to talk to one of our customer service representatives face-to-face, but also allows them to not have to wait in line for an hour or two when those lines start to queue around during those flight cancellations and delays because of a weather event. We're really excited to continue to roll out agent on demand and see what that looks like as we continue to proliferate it across the system. But initial estimates are really high. Our customers are giving it positive feedback and our agents are telling us as well that it's a great opportunity to still keep that interaction and personalized experience while still providing the service that customers expect throughout our hubs and line stations. Were there any lessons learned from getting feedback from the customers on that agent in demand program? Yeah, so we're actually making some of those enhancements now. Those customers that are choosing to use our iPad devices are in gate and hold room areas. Not a surprise, airports are often louder, and so there's sometimes background noise that comes through. And so we're testing things like the ear pods for the devices, headphones that folks can use or borrow or use their own, as well as just the type of transactions that folks are looking to do. Flight cancellations and delays are the biggest one in those instances. Well, we're finding folks have needs with seat requests, potentially getting a new Mileage Plus number if they're not a Mileage Plus member yet. And then just the overall enhancements as well. You often, once that customer starts chatting with an agent, they might actually want to plan another trip or are thinking about kind of the future as well when they see those screens that surface all these cool destinations now that the world is starting to fly again. So it's been mostly minor enhancements from a technology perspective, but we're making some of those adjustments both to the self-service devices by the gate hold rooms as well as to the mobile devices so folks can use their QR code to talk to those agents directly one-on-one. So as you're going through this and you're getting feedback from the customers, I'm guessing that you had some ideas and metrics. Could you share some of those metrics and what that means on the United front? Everything is all about the customer. From the moment someone contacts one of our contact centers or maybe books a ticket through their mobile device or on united.com, thinking about that whole journey as they're coming through the lobby, through the hold room areas, through TSA, through our United clubs, if they're a United club member, have one of our Chase credit card products. And then of course, all the way through boarding the flight through the in-flight experience. It was unfortunate with COVID with the minimal interaction, a lot of those items had to change in terms of the way we serve folks. We did little food bags that had a bottle of water, a biscuit cookie and a pretzel. But as we're now starting to bring back on board the service aspect of it, It's great to be able to have more one-on-one interaction. And all of that derives from the net promoter score. At the end of every flight, customers are going to get a survey where they're going to get to see how that overall experience is. 
based on some of the questions that are asked, we can lead in and guide customers to parts of the travel journey. So maybe someone had a fantastic experience in the lobby checking their stroller or had a gate agent that went above and beyond to make sure that their little toddler had the best first time that they were going to be flying on an airplane to maybe when they're boarding the actual flight where the pilot's standing there waiting, greeting folks on board and they get their first set of wings that they get to wear on their flight. Or maybe it's that first beverage in the sky as they are going on their vacation to Hawaii. So taking all those into consideration, we use our NPS surveys as huge data mines, and that allows us to make minor adjustments to in-flight product, to service deliveries, to attributes related to e-commerce in terms of how their web experience was or how their mobile experience was. And so with that survey data, we can iterate very quickly and get that feedback and comments to the appropriate groups. And then those groups can make more dynamic changes as opposed to having to wait often days, weeks, or months for some of those to come in from traditional surveys that were written on paper and pencil. Thank you for sharing all those stories. One of the things that always resonates with everybody is all the stories that are shared. How does United Airlines communicate those really great stories out to the public to build that brand loyalty and to keep customers coming back and using United Airlines? Yeah, so a couple different ways. Social media, no surprise, is a huge, huge, huge avenue these days. We had a pilot right before the pandemic started that drove a customer that had misconnected in O'Hare that was going up north to a small city in Wisconsin to her home. That customer was going to get stuck in the airport for the night, wasn't familiar with connecting and transiting in a large airport like O'Hare. So that pilot was already going that general direction and totally went above and beyond. And so taking stories like that and then putting them on social media, we also encourage our gate agents and our contact center agents for folks that are contacting via telephone to get some of those stories too, and really starting to highlight those. Fortunately, the CPAC entertainment devices can house videos as well. You see some of it from the eco-friendly skies. We have a goal to be carbon neutral by the year 2050, a pretty ambitious goal over the next 30 years, but things like that. So those CPACs are another avenue to provide some of those stories. But, you know, it's often just the small stories. It's that smile that that customer service agent does. It's welcoming someone with their first name as they go through the gate reader. It's coming into the United Club and maybe just relaxing for a half hour before their flight. The little interactions like that that happen thousands and thousands of day. Those are truly the things that move the needle. Those are the memorable moments that whether someone's going for their first trip to Disney World or maybe going to visit grandma. Unfortunately, we have customers as well going for somber, sad occasions for folks that are ill. Perhaps they're going for a funeral. Any sort of memorable moment that we can make for the customer is hopefully going to be something that's tangible. So when they go to book their next leisure flight, business flight, that they think of United as their first choice for travel. Now, I'm glad you mentioned eco-friendly. Would you like to share more on how United is trying to get to that carbon neutral point? Absolutely. The travel industry is a huge industry that goes across the globe. As we like to say, we love connecting the world and uniting people around the world. And so getting to the place where we can do that environmentally efficiently is a goal of our whole leadership team. It's going to you know, be incrementally. You'll see you know, our EcoSkies program is one where we recycle now on board. Paper, cans, aluminum, things like that. We're able to start doing that once again, which is great. And then as we start to think about more fuel-efficient aircraft, we announced an order for some more 737 MAX aircraft, which are a much more fuel-efficient product. They have the winglets, they have a lot more fuel efficiencies that are built into the engines and motors, and they just create a better overall experience for the customer from a product perspective. And then even more strategically, as we think about moving into the future, you may have seen the announcement with our partner Boom to have more supersonic aircraft that will literally cut the time and have to go from the States to Tokyo as well as over to London. And so things like that are huge opportunities as we think about reimagining the fleet. 
it's really exciting to think about how we reimagine the skies to ensure that we're doing our part as a company and for this planet. We'll definitely have some more announcements to come in the months and years ahead. Can you share just a little bit about the Boom supersonic aircraft? I call it the Concorde too, but that's just my term for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, really, really exciting announcement. Ultimately, just driving to what the future looks like. We want to be the world's best airline for our customer, for the environment, for the overall travel experience around the globe. And COVID has really allowed for a reset in order to look at a lot of things and do them differently. Those discussions were obviously in the works well before COVID. But the fact that our leadership in this company is thinking about the future, to think about what our customers want, to think about how do we progress, how do we advance that business traveler that needs to find better ways and more efficient ways to get over to London and over to Tokyo, it's going to be game changing there. Still a few years out, but I can assure you that thinking about what the future of travel looks like is really what we're all about. And we can't wait to provide the best experience for our customer around the globe. As we come out of the pandemic and everybody is getting vaccinated, what are some of the innovations that came out of the pandemic that you really think is going to stay around and is going to be a game changer as we get back into the skies? I think you're going to continue to see the touchless experience just proliferate. More and more folks having the mobile devices and smart devices to be able to check in online, to be able to change their seats, to be able to request their meals. None of those things are going to go away. All those advancements are going to continue to increase. We talked about the agent on demand tool as well that's going to be coming live and really reimagining the airport experience. What are ways we can get more dynamic with bags? We have a delivery program now called Bags VIP where you can get that bag delivered on the back end of your trip to get it delivered back to your home or to a hotel, but looking at ways to do that on the front end of the trip as well. So we're going to be piloting a program starting in Orlando where you can actually get that bag picked up on the front side. So working with TSA, working with the Department of Transportation from the regulatory side to make sure that all of those elements can happen there. You know, once hopefully that positive ID check goes away from the bag side, that'll open up a whole other area as well. Once those bags are getting screened through the TSA checkpoints anyway, it's essentially a clean, safe bag that can travel on an aircraft. But there are still some regulations on the government side that are there. I think you'll start to see some of those rules and regulations change to become more customer friendly which ultimately drives to a better customer experience. If you can close some of those loops that are a little bit more labor intensive now, ultimately we want to free up our customer service agents to provide the best customer service. Those transactional items that often take time or they're looking down at a computer screen, those aren't wins for our customers and it's not win for our agents. They want to be able to provide that service. Getting back to the day where the customer service agents can truly focus on the service because the technology has helped to aid their job and make it so much easier and provide a more seamless travel experience for the customer. So I think those will continue to advance and we'll see more advancements on that front. And then some of them will just get a little bit more efficient as well. One last question for you is, what does a positive passenger experience mean to you? I would say that a positive passenger experience is really looking at the whole ecosystem from the moment someone is booking that flight to the moment they go through our lobby area, through the TSA checkpoint, have a great gate experience, get on board that aircraft, have an on-time safe departure, and then get to their final destination with their bag safely and on time. Safety is obviously the core of everything that we do. It's our first core value as an airline. And so if that customer is having a safe experience, number one, that's most important. But if we can get there on time with exceptional customer service, that's a memorable experience. You know, you want that business traveler to have that relationship with the gate agent that they may be seeing when they leave work every Monday, or that customer or child that's going to Disney World for the very first time. 
maybe a couple that's going on their honeymoon that they've been saving up for a long time. If all of those touch points come together collectively for a great experience, then we know we've done our job and they would hopefully then come back to United and tell their family and friends what a great experience they had. Hopefully those face coverings will get to come off by the end of the year, but I'm really excited to see our customers back out on our airports. We're in the business of providing service, so I know our in-flight team and customer service agents can't wait to see you on board. Well, thank you, Stephen, so much for telling us all about the exciting new adventures United is undertaking and some of the really neat things that are coming up in the future. We really appreciate your time. Oh, it's such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. We can't wait to see you in the friendly skies and in our airports and start traveling once again. Thanks for joining us in The Hold Room for this special podcast series exploring the new passenger experience. You can find more from this series on the ACC Training Hub. That's training.acconline.org backslash the-hold-room or wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, etc. Follow us for more content from the Airport Consultants Council. You can support this podcast by leaving a rating or review and by telling your friends and colleagues about the podcast. Thanks again. Thanks again.